guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall, and as always, I am your host. And this week, I sat down with writer-director Matt Otts to talk about the writers and actors strike. Uh, Matt is not a writer in the WGA, nor is he an actor, but he is a director who's made uh, more than a few and worked on more than a few big movies and TV shows and projects, and he's got a lot of real insights into what the strikers are asking for, and but also what the studios are asking for, the situation that the studios are, ask, are currently in financially, and where he thinks this might end up. So I thought this episode was incredibly interesting. I know I'm kind of tangentially next to it. I know a lot of writers, um, but even still, I think it was super helpful to have the perspective of someone who's kind of been in it um, and is in the director's guild that could talk about why they accepted their deal where the writers and the actors are striking. You can follow him at the Matt Ott on Instagram. Go check it out. He's got a couple of his projects uh, that are linked to his Instagram. He's also got a new film coming out called Scratch with former guest Carmen Legala uh, as the lead actress. So definitely check that out when it comes out this winter. And as always, follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media. And if you're in New York City, come to oh, a comedy show every single week at Ferns in the East Village. With that, let's get into the episode. There's two things that suck while you're podcasting. Someone that you're talking to smells, and it's too hot. Those are the two. And they go together. When they go together, that is brutal. Who has been your smelliest guest? Oh, I can't say his name because <laughs> I'm he's, a good it was a guy. he's a good friend. He's a good friend. Yeah, it is a... Okay. It's, you know, it comes and goes in waves. Sometimes he's very mm -hmm. smelly. Sometimes he's not. He's a comedian. Of course. Has he been to one of my barbecues? No. So I guess him. No, no, no. Okay. Right. It ha he hasn't. Unless maybe he knows you from another avenue, but I don't think he does. I can just start naming people I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to get it, but... How close does he talk to your face when he's talking to you? It's close enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have some ideas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you know him. I'd be shocked if, okay. uh, if you knew him, but yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. So, okay. So you are... Writer, director, mm -hmm. former Ott, producer, former producer, assistant director, okay. line producer. I learned how to do everything so I could tell people that they're wrong. Sure, and they do things wrong. Love that on my set. That's why I got into comedy. So I was originally in school to potentially be a therapist, and I was like, oh, uh, I don't want to help okay. people. I just want to tell them what to do. Okay, and I, I was like, like you get into comedy, you're like, this is how life should be, and then they're right. like, oh, okay. Sure, and that's how Joe Rogan is born. But mm, so you're no doing everything there. Yeah, yeah. Behind yeah, the yeah. scenes, you have to. You kind of have to know how everything goes. And if you, I've worked with a lot of directors who have no experience with. They never were a production assistant. They never were. Oh, they just don't know what they're doing, dude. And it's just uh, trying to figure out why things aren't happening the way that they want. It's like, well, yeah, because you don't know how to communicate a across industries. That is universal yeah. like even in mine working in tech we get a lot of people that like oh master's degree or you know they uh were a consultant for like 10 years and all all they do is like go in 
They don't really have to listen to anyone. They just kind of make a bunch of slideshows and then they're like, ah, here you go. And then they join a tech company. They have no idea how to manage people. They have no idea how to manage. So that would be like up or down. They like, they know how to do a project, but no part of the big picture is right. Yeah. Like Elon Musk or some shit. It's brutal, man. It's so bad. Yeah. Elon Musk. That's a good, good example. I mean, he seems to have figured out how to motivate people to do stuff that he wants aside from twitter but like spacex is pretty cool tesla's yeah, a good company yeah 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 i mean you throw enough money at random shit you're gonna get one that's one true or two nice things that is a good point yeah if i started out with paypal i think i'd be doing okay over yeah here. <laughs> yeah 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 you could own the club yes then, you know I know. I need to be the David Zaslav of comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so we're talking yeah, about the going well. the writer, writer, actor strike. You're not in it necessarily. Are you part of the writers guild? No. Um. But uh, at risk of never being able to join, you still have to follow all of their rules. Sure. Uh, same with if the directors were striking, it's the same thing. And then also with actors, uh, if if you know you choose to do that with your life for some reason uh i would suggest <laughs> following the rules yeah um i think you know it's uh it's obviously good to cut out you know all the scabs that could pop up but unfortunately the unlike the last strike which was like 15 years ago it was very much like, okay, everybody would go out and make your own stuff. This time, they're very much trying to control people from even making their own stuff, or mm. at least they were to start, which was a little confusing. Okay. Um, so it seems maybe as if they've laid off of that a little bit, but you know, you know it's it's just confusing times, like especially yeah. with the actors, like all of all of these new rules are coming in and we're trying to navigate that and who gets these waivers to like go make a film or like what constitutes a, a smaller project that you can just go do yourself with whatever actor you find at a picket line that's bored. Uh, okay. So, uh, Susan Sarandon, most likely it seems <laughs> I see her every time I go to a picket line, uh, she's yeah. pictured with my friends at picket line. It's that's awesome good for her. She's yeah. nonstop. That uh, I have like all the big names going out there and picketing. I'm like, oh shit, they're serious. Like yeah. Matt Damon's out there right now. That's, this is not. <laughs> yeah. if, they're not fucking around when Matt Damon is out on the picket line. No, 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 <laughs> no, not at all. And and it's a, it's actually like go to picket lines. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, you get to shout. Great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you get to wave a sign around, and you get to play my favorite game of uh, who is this person that I only see with hair and makeup on that I can no longer oh, recognize. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I yeah. never would have thought it. Comedians notoriously not a lot of like effort put into no, no, their no. look. And oh, so I would recognize David Cross right away, but sure. uh, She-Hulk, whatever, Tatiana. I was like, oh, oh, we did like four laps behind her. I was like, who the fuck is this lady? Wow, okay. No. I didn't see She-Hulk. I saw, um, what was that show she did before? It was uh, like a Canadian spy show oh Somebody said i know it was really the good name. and she's really I know good she's very great good. in she hulk but yeah um, anyway um so yeah the writers and actors are are striking well I now i mean the directors can't do shit too so but, it's like yeah. now everybody's just kind of all iotsi uh teamsters like there's there are commercials but there's not you know we can't right do much else i was talking with another guy who directs commercials and he was like yeah i mean you know i can kind of still do stuff i guess why let's start with this why didn't the director strike 
Because I, I feel like just from the writers and the actors, like the arguments that they're trying to make going at the studios, and wouldn't those apply with the directors as well? Or have the directors been notoriously like better paid because there's less of you? Um, I wouldn't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to, you know, when you have uh, a $40 million movie coming out, the comedy, one of the biggest comedies to come out in the past few years that came out a few weeks ago, and Jennifer Lawrence of that $40 million is making or $25 million. Like yeah. that's, you know, the director wasn't making that. So yeah. I think that there's a, there's a lot of ways to cut um, how much money people are making. I think for bare minimums, which is the most important thing, yeah. I, I believe the directors took like four or 5% increase uh, and the actors are asking for 11 just due to inflation. Oh, wow. Um, I think historically directors are more connected to the studios than anything else. Okay. Uh, I can't really speak to that. Sure. I, <laughs> I, you know, shouldn't speak to that. You're not, you're not best friends with the Bugs Bunny. And- <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I, you know, it's it's difficult because it's no it's just all painted in some like when they announced what they negotiated, it was like this is the most historic thing ever. It's like all right, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? Like, so yeah. there's some verbiage on um, AI type stuff, but it's all about wage increases and you know specifically for. I think the most disappointing thing from just talking with people is that the director seemed to have caved on uh, the streaming um, residuals. Yeah. So, and that's the that's really the biggest holdout. They're not willing to talk about it in the slightest. Yep. The model has changed drastically over the past how many years? Like even going back to when DVDs, you know, when DVDs were a huge sales thing, they were not getting residuals from DVDs. Like that was negotiated out and they were given a bump of some sort. So that's, that was what happened initially with streaming that they were going to get some sort of bump. And like, you know, everyone was happy that this was happening. And now that this is primarily the model streaming platforms, you know, that doesn't make sense for what we're doing. So, yeah, especially if it's going straight to streaming, like if you have like HBO is now selling their, or licensing their shows to Netflix. Right. Which is, and there's just no provision for that. No. And, and nobody, either way, nobody's getting any cut of that. Like for, for the listeners that don't know residuals, you think of Seinfeld, like Seinfeld got a ton of money because every time they replayed an episode of Seinfeld on TV, he got a cut. But with streaming, that doesn't happen. It's a one time, like you did this project, here's your money. Now, like, we kind of own this for the rest of time. And it doesn't matter if it blew up on Netflix four years later. Like, you're not getting any part of that. No, it's, it's, uh, they want to hide their numbers, which makes sense. They yeah. want to claim that creating a digital streaming platform is a loss, which yeah. is bullshit. There's no way that it's mm. a loss. If it was a loss, they wouldn't be doing it. And the best way to save money is to have a loss. So like yeah. to claim some sort of loss, to claim that they're not making money off of this, that is the easiest way to make it some sort of, like there's a million ways to cut it for this is clearly profitable or they won't, wouldn't be doing it. Right. And you know, that it has to be a loss because then they can right. write it off on taxes or whatever. Right, right, right. The old Uber model. 
where it's just like, oh no, we're we are we are intentionally driving up costs so Fine. that we can cut it. I do feel like, I mean, Netflix cutting back on the password sharing. I don't. That didn't go very well for them. I don't know. I I need to check the revenue numbers. I don't think they've done. It came out like since. yesterday. Did it? It was very good. Uh, they're fine. They're actually they're making more because of it. And they also really? cut out the lowest tier of the uh, the advertising model. Huh. Okay. I mean, yeah. The <sighs> they're fun. Yeah. It's it's one of those like. Because Disney claims Disney Plus is losing a ton of money. I just don't understand it because Disney Plus had the IP already. Like, they are making new money, or they are making new shows, new movies, all this other stuff. But, like, a lot of the stuff that was on Disney Plus was already created. All they needed to do was just put it on the servers and then do that, which, like, server space isn't inexpensive, but also... You know, well, there's like, a timeline. There's like a there's a shelf life on that because if you have a four year old kid that's going to watch Frozen fifty times a day over yeah. and over again, eventually that kid's six and is moving on to some other shit. So it's true. There's you know where you know Paramount Plus's problem might be that their shows are shit and six year old <laughs> people plus are dying. Like, yeah, Disney has the same issue of people are being aged out of this content. Or they just need to keep making, you know, regurgitated Marvel shit, yeah. which I used to love, and I'm kind of like, it's gotten right, so well, much worse. Yeah, it's it doesn't, yeah, like it. It was always formulaic, but I think before we understood the formula, it was a good formula. Yeah, yeah and now yeah. we understand the formula, and we're like, all right, cool. It's it's like having anything, the same bowl of cereal every day for breakfast, and you're like, after a month, you're like, yeah, let's get something new in here. I'm no, I'm tired of this. It's uh they have every opportunity to make it different and they just don't know how. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I do like the, so one of the things that the actors asked for that the studio shot down that I actually think would kind of make sense with the AI portion of this, because the, the big thing for listeners that, one of the big things the actors are worried about and the writers is that AI is going to be used uh, to replicate people, to replicate styles of writing, like not necessarily for a show like White Lotus or Succession where it's incredibly original, but like a show like Blue Bloods where it's the same formula every time or Marvel. It's the same formula every time AI could write a C minus version of it. And then you just have one person do touch up. Um, the one of the solutions i think would be with the actors being mad that hey they want to copy our faces the background actors just use them for the rest of our lives would be to pay people in stock of the company and so that way you're not just paid once you're paid over and over again with the value of the company if your movie or something that you were a part of makes a ton of money then you're getting a piece of that no like I guess what would be the argument against that? Well, you can devalue shares. You can, you know, you can do a whole bunch of shit to make it so like this segment of people, like the smallest segment, have less. Like you can, yeah. There's there's enough ways to to fuck over people, um, in in any sense. But also like these are not people that that it's like okay you go do that and then what you're a janitor, 
Like what the fuck is like? Okay, like okay, I mean, cool. So we got your face. No, and waiter, like, you're yeah, you're yeah, a waiter. Yeah, That's yeah, what exactly. they do. That's what the most of uh, them are doing anyway. So well, it's like right. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 an opportunity for a lot of those people to be seen, mm-hmm. um, or it's fun. It's it's like uh, I know a lot of background people that really just enjoy it. It's it's a fun sure. atmosphere to be around and to be on somebody's you know some Mickey Mouse branded fucking hard drive. Yeah, sounds like. Like, what's the point? Then, yeah. like, we could literally do it to anybody. And why would we not just do it to any random person then? Yeah. Like, n- nobody's like, oh, that guy's, you know, specifically a background person. Like, it, it could just be easily computer-generated people. Like, there's there's yeah. no reason for it. I think they're just, you know, what they, what they really want to do is just eliminate one line item in every single budget. You yeah. have a budget. Extras are in your budget. If you already have that allocated, like... All right, fine. You're cutting costs. They do need to cut costs. That said, they, you know, need to cut costs all around. You know, Tom Cruise probably doesn't need to be making all the money that he does. Bob Eigner doesn't need to be making all the money that he does. So there's like a bunch of places to cut and it like figure it the fuck out. It's a business. Yeah. But still people have to be able to live. I think there's a, you know, a lot of people talk about the, um, you know, if you have 12 episodes of a, a series or something like that, they want you, they, the WGA wants to force them to hire 12 writers. Right. Which I can understand. But then also you, you talk to different show creators and show runners and that's not conducive to their creative style. So yeah. it really needs to be a case by case basis. And, you know, it's, it's all, it's all difficult. Like I think, yeah. So many of these showrunners too are, are WGA members and they have to stand up for their people. So, yeah, well, yeah, the issue with doing it on a case by case basis is that that's when the company says, well, it seems like every case we don't need any people because we've got right. these new tools or whatever. And right, right. Like the business argument for it is saying like, you know, uh, people that work at the Ford factory don't go on strike every time there's a new piece of technology that does more work on the assembly line. And there's the old, there's the old thing where it's like, no technology actually creates more jobs than it does. And the jobs just change, which is tough. I mean, that's where that whole like learn to code thing, like truckers should learn to code, which has been the most ridiculous thing ever. I took a coding class in college. It's just fucking hard. Like I'm good at math. I cannot code. I can't figure it out. I mean, I don't know if you've driven around here, but most truckers should learn to drive. That's true. It's like a fucking, yeah, it's a mess. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of the sticking points. Perfect one thing. Yeah. The the actors, not as much as the writers are saying this, but the writers, one of their big sticking points is like, we got 12,000 people. The pay raises we're asking for are less than what the CEO is making by himself, um, which it's got a couple holes in it because one, the CEO doesn't really make a big salary in cash. They get paid in stock options. So it's it's value they take credit out on, not, not actual cash. Um, but then the the actors kind of tried it, but people have kind of realized, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. makes exactly as much money as Bob Iger, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of an ask of, like, who brings more value to Disney? Does Robert Downey Jr. bring more value or does Bob Iger bring more value? And uh, that feels to me more like a societal question. Like, right. I purpose... Pers- 
personally do not think a CEO matters too much. I think they could do some really big things that fuck it up, like the last Bob who was right. there for like six weeks and yeah, yeah, totally yeah. shit the bed. Like, sure. But then it went back to normal immediately as soon as they got him out of it. So it was like, okay, was that actually that bad? Like, fire the dude who sucks and it'll go back to normal. It's all perception. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I think the most important thing that people can really take away from especially if they're not in the guilds or if they are, if they aren't, this is an opportunity to make shit. And like, they should have been making, they should have been, you know, creating shit before this, but like shit on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like for 90% of the people. And like a lot of the people that are in writing rooms too, it's difficult work that often you need a second job or something like that. But like, going out there and actually making stuff with friends, you have an opportunity to then be in control and level up and do the shit that you want to do. Yeah. Eventually. Like it's very, very hard to start out in a writing room and be a, you know, assistant and then become a writer and then, you know, get your episode episodes out and then just, you know, this rolling steam and like, you know, then you have to be on set for, you know, to, to help out in creating the episode. Like, in that downtime and now that we have downtime let's go make shit yeah like that's the i don't see enough people doing that and it's, hopefully just okay. people just go fucking do that give it two weeks they'll all try stand-up comedy <laughs> sure. that's what i've been saying but Season Sarandon, i can't wait oh they're all gonna do it because they're gonna be like oh i need attention where do yeah, i go yeah. and like it kind of happened during the pandemic where they were like oh i'll do an outside thing but now that clubs are open like they're all gonna give it a shot. I guarantee you're gonna I'm be excited. seeing Robert Downey Jr. trying to do stand-up comedy in the next month and a half. I'm with you. That's and I've talked about it with other comics because comics are stand-up comics are kind of freaked out, and I don't think it's a big issue for us. And I'm I am open to you uh, saying that I'm dead wrong on this, but my thinking is. One, people don't like stand-up comics for the jokes. They like stand-up comics for the stand-up comics. Like, the joke helps, but, like, when you're watching someone, you're listening to someone, when you're a real fan of them, you're a real fan of them, you know? Like, it doesn't matter if a computer can write a joke in the style of Sarah Silverman. The other part is we are very solo, like what you're saying. Like, AI being able to do all this stuff is helpful to someone who's trying to start their own business because it's like, oh, it can auto edit this podcast for me. Yeah. I don't have to spend an hour doing this. I could just like click, bam, like social posts, it flip camera between the mics, like all this other stuff. I'm like, that saves me a ton of time. Now I can go do other stuff that I actually want to do. But like for those, you're right, for those ones that sit in the office and they write and they really only do one thing, the specialists, they're the ones that are in trouble. Not if they're good. Sure. If they're great, they'll like Mike White, White Lotus guy. Yeah. Will always be hired. Yeah. Like, it, but you know, if you want to, and this is not an, I know people that make these types of movies, but like, if you're, we're going to edit this out, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> What's the timestamp? 22 minutes. All right. Good to know. <laughs> I'm going to say it for context. Like, yeah. Just knowing people that, create all our movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just fucking throw an idea. It's like it's, a, yeah. It's like it's the formulaic. Uh, it's formulaic. It's like um it's like 
Family Guy, like how they make fun of Family Guy in South Park, where uh-huh. it's just the manatees putting the balls together, and yep. that's how they write it. It's brilliant. You could have that, like a computer could do that. That's great. Yep. That's all of whatever, Seth MacFarlane's shit. Like, awesome. I think that's all of network TV. I think he's TV. just AI. Like, really? he is just... You just regurgitate shit. Yeah. Plug in random shit. And right. Like, okay, cool. Amazing. Oh, what about American Dad, where the dad is slightly different, but every other character yeah. is the exact same as Family Guy? Yeah. I I think that's kind of what network TV... I don't even want to say, like, devolved into, because I don't think network TV was ever not really formulaic. Like, even those old, uh, you know, an old talk show, Johnny Carson, like, it was the same thing every time. Oh, you yeah. know? Uh Cable's kind of where like the artsy weird stuff came into TV and obviously movies got bigger with like DVD and VHS where you could get those you could ha- take a swing on it because it might go it, it might be like an underground hit or something like that well I mean you know television used to mostly be serial like you could tune in at any time it was mindless you could just yeah you know there was nothing special happening besides the special episodes about, I don't know, fucking drugs or Christmas. Or oh, uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's too. <laughs> you know, or lighter things like Christmas sure. and Halloween. <laughs> uh, um, so, you know, but as television became more you know, episodic, it just, it changed things. So yeah, that's where like human, like, yeah, sure. Procedural stuff. Like, whatever like the people watch love is blind people are really stupid (laughs) so there's not like there needs to be content for those people yeah let the people who want to do that finesse the fucking you know or you know create it themselves uh ai shouldn't be and uh you know just uh uh it's it's important to you know there will be ways to have people finesse it. I think creatively it can be helpful in the sense that like it's an aid to me and like, all right, write this email about this fucking thing and like yeah. set up this little code that's going to blast it out to 200 people. So I don't have to think about it today. Right. And then I can write. Right. Then I can go make something. You're thinking about it in the same way that I was. It's yeah. like, as an individual, it's like I have little helpers that I don't yeah. need to pay. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. I do I do feel for them, though. Well, all right. I, I kind of waffle on both sides of this, right? Because on the one hand, if you let, if, if you just let the studios win or whatever, they're going to... They're not going to win. I think at this point, it's impossible. That the studios win. I think... I think it is not fathomable fathomable that they will be able to just drive all of this in the Hmm. it's already like the it's it's already past the time like the strike is happening like that was the thing that they were trying to avoid they are baffled that the strike is happening the way that the last conversations happened were not good they did not think that this would be triggered. They thought that they could put people in a corner. Like they have enough, they have the right, they're paying in their mind, the right people, the right amount of money. Yeah. But then you have people like Matt Damon coming out and you have these huge stars coming out and saying, no, fuck you. This is about the smaller people. Like if you think you have all of those people in your corner and you think you have all the power, it's gotta suck to realize that they don't and they're fucked. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost more of a generalized, general societal question at this point. And you kind of see that with the Teamsters that are probably about to go on strike. So if you're going to order something on Amazon, fucking do it now. Yeah. Um, the uh, But it's it's kind of a question of, on the one hand, yes, the studios could make more without paying nearly as many people because of this new technology that's gonna help them or whatever and and you know there's gonna be for the consumer there's gonna be more movies there's gonna be more tv it's gonna mostly be crap but like it's already it crap. will be there and there will be more crap and they'll make a lot crap. of they'll make a lot of more money off of it with the technology but then the question is like is that the world that we want to live in do we all want to live in the world where it's like, ah, well, you know, the robots are making these TV shows and like these people would have been actors and they would have had this fulfilling life and they would have had like been able to do this fun art form. But, ah, you know, it's with the business is needed. The technology like it's it's kind of where do you draw the line of what sort of world do we want to live in in this country? Well, I think it's it's fairly easy to draw when we're heading into a weekend with Oppenheimer and Barbie. I've seen Oppenheimer at a universal event thing and like premiere fancy that premiere is for the fancy man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see anyone fall asleep in front of me. I'm willing to talk about allegedly. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, we're going into this weekend because Christopher Nolan is important. Yeah. Not because anybody gives a fuck about Oppenheimer. Yeah. Or Silly Murphy, who's been in millions of movies and like is amazing. And like, this is like his biggest thing. Yeah. So we give a shit about this because of Nolan. We yeah. give a shit about Avatar because of James Cameron. Yeah. So if you take that face away, and granted, these are directors, like, if you, if you take that humanity out of it, like, yeah, you're stripping all of that. So go ahead, run wild on AI shit. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but Netflix isn't making these tentpole type things. They don't have the capacity to do it because they don't have, like, they're structurally unsound. They don't have the backbone of, like, you know, these, I mean, Scorsese made a way he too made the long, Irishman. Yeah, yeah. Trash film. Um, <laughs> like, oh man. Saying that in New York might get you shot. You can't. Somebody you needs can't to cut that into Scor like <laughs> Scorsese. Six 30 minute episodes. I know. And see if that makes it tolerable, I, which I would, I didn't watch it, it probably because people were like, eh, it's terrible. It's so long. Um, and it's like, but you know what? If it was a miniseries, I probably would have watched it. I love a miniseries. But, but anyway, honestly, that's it, part of the thing the writers are mad about is things are moving to miniseries. If that was made much. by a company that cared about making good things, yeah. it probably wouldn't have been just another Netflix piece of shit. That is, that is a very good point. And it's something that I've noticed um, with the shows that are on Netflix, that are on Amazon Prime, and the shows that are especially on Apple TV. Um with Apple TV specifically, there was the Ted Lasso controversy controversy where the writers only wrote eight episodes and then mm. Apple was like, you the need good ones, 10. The only yeah, first you season? need 10. And so, 
Well, the, this was in the second season. Right. In the second season, which was not nearly as good as the first season, but it was oh, yeah, still I watched fine. It. Yeah, and the that third was season like, fucking I didn't sucks. watch the third season. It's bad. I stopped in the middle. Imagine. I was like, this is awful. And it's not even... People are like, oh, it's evil. Nate. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't even care about that. It's The writing is lazy. It has gotten formulaic. But anyway... Apple was like, no, you need 10 episodes because we want 10 episodes out of this. We could get more runway. We're talking about it for longer. And so they shoehorned in the Christmas episode and then one other thing, which weren't canon. They were just kind of out there. They didn't really do anything. They weren't very oh, good. Oh, was it the, the one with like him running around the town or whatever? I think so. It was pointless. They were pointless episodes. They just wanted to go along. And then the new show that's out, Silo, is the most... It could have been great. I've heard the book is great. It's a sci-fi, like, sort of dystopian thriller, uh, you know, mystery sort of thing. Like, people are dying. There's a weird mystery with the silo. It's lazy. Yeah. They went through it so fast. All of these, all 10,000 people live in the same silo. They live in the exact same silo that's, like, 90 floors wide. They can't get them to all have the same accent. Like, the main actress sometimes goes into a British accent. And I'm like, guys, this is this is the shit that you would have figured out if you had actually cared. If you didn't, like, hurry through this. And it's my biggest gripe with anything that's on Apple. Netflix is a little better at it. You got stuff like Squid Game, where I was like, I thought that was... I didn't watch it. But no? I heard it was... I, I, I loved it. But you get you get that kind of stuff where it's like these tech companies are trying to break into it. And to your point, like they don't really know what they're doing. They're purely going for the money. No, like After Party was very hard to watch on on Apple. Um, Severance was good. Severance was good. That was their one thing. That was the one show that I'm like, oh, this has been great. But we'll see what season two does. Like Ted Lasso was great season one, but I think they they really. I think Severance is in a different place, uh, being executive produced by Ben Stiller, and he's okay. like reputable and has a, great. has a great company that I I trust that they trust that he'll do a good job. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that is probably the only thing that they have going for them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like you know, comedy overall. FX is the only like real yeah. place for comedy right now. And comedy Central, it's gone. Gave up that. It's on YouTube <laughs> now. It's all Tosh Point oh and South Park, and that's Dude. it. I mean, I love South Park. Me South too. Park is yeah. still amazing, um, but it's that's the only thing left. Yeah, it's like MTV doing uh, uh, Wild and Out just over and over and over again. And I well, this actually kind of leads me to to one of my other questions is well it's okay so it is a fact that the revenues for these studios are going down but they're not it's not because of the movies not being in movie theaters which like part of it that's a little bit of it the biggest issue is that um the tech companies are taking a lot of their stuff like netflix has a much better deal for them like they get more money out of the movies, uh, movie studios than like the theaters did. So it is more, uh, it costs the studios more. They don't make as much money if the, if the movie goes to Netflix. So that's part of it. Same with Amazon, same with Apple TV. But then part of it is also 
a lot of people just aren't watching as many shows and movies anymore because of TikTok, because of YouTube, because of video games. There's so many other places to get entertainment that the studios, to argue from their side, just to be devil's advocate, not that I don't think they're correct, but like they are watching their revenues going down. And then they're also having the actors ask for those to go up. And then they finally find this new technology that's going to help them cut costs. But then the actors are like, no, you can't do that. So they're in this position where they're like, what the fuck do we do? And I don't have an answer for that. But I know the answer is not to stop production. Because if new shows don't come out, you know what I'm going to fucking do? Watch TikTok. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's, there's also... there's that there's just a changing dynamic of of how we view things of course but there's also the fact that we used to have let's say 15 shows yeah that would go on for 20 some episodes if not more in yeah. a season now we have a thousand shows that go for you know eight to 12 episodes so yeah. like you're not retaining those same viewers over and over again as you're releasing this content. If we, if every, if every, you know, provider had X amount of shows and they went on for a long period of time, that would be completely dead. And cause then you're retaining that viewership. You're not mm. the people that are, you know, these, whatever moron is getting Netflix to watch another season of, fucking witcher or some shit like that like <laughs> i tried the new season yeah. i was just like oh dude the first two were so good and this one's so yeah. bad so like but like whatever that you know inept minded human being might be like that is a you're paying your 15 dollars a month and then you're getting through that content in three weeks maybe and like yeah. why the fuck do you need that ever again right so so the the model is just shitty um uh, but they made that's what they decided to do. Right. They decided that they're going to dump all these shows at the same time. And like Amazon has had some success uh, with doing things, you know, week by week. Um, mm -hmm. HBO always still did it yeah. week by week. Exactly. Um, and, and they're doing that with their digital stuff as well. Like right. The other two, they did that. And, you know, that is a way to actually can have continued viewership. Like, yeah. Netflix fucked it all up with this binge model. I I can't do binging anymore. No, I, I don't retain things people. from the show. No, it's I've not realized healthy. I if I don't if I watch ten episodes of something within a week, three weeks later someone will ask me what happened. I'll be like, ah, I got major plot points, but I have no the details. None no, of it. it's all gone. I need time to digest it. I think the only thing that I've like truly binged was the second season of The Bear. Oh, just because I didn't want fantastic. to ruin it. We did it in two sittings over oh, one night. So good. And it was amazing. And I can't wait to actually watch it and enjoy it. That one I've actually heard was kind of made in a way that you're supposed to binge it. Because it's supposed to match the chaoticness of the yeah. show. So it's, it's just so like, well done. It's, ha, it's here amazing. Here you go, shotgun blast. But, um, but yeah, that show, that is right. one of my favorite shows. There's a this article about um, one of the writers not being able to afford like a tux to go to the award show where it yeah. was nominated for. So it's, you know, that's a fucking problem. Yeah. That is a and good, Hulu's I a haven't mess, seen that article. It seems so, but. which they're now talking about like Eigner's possibly talking about selling Hulu, whatever. That yeah. Means. Oh yeah. He's, he's talking about, 
uh, selling ESPN and Hulu. Like they're yep. they're trying to cut costs, and I think a, a big issue is that Netflix Netflix came in and forever they didn't give any numbers to anyone, but it looked like they were making they were just incredibly profitable printing money making new stuff all this but it turns out it was kind of a sham and it's not as profitable to your point it can be profitable they can do it but in the last like because like disney bought 20 20th century fox for like 50 or like 20 billion dollars or something like that 50 billion dollars they have so much debt and now like investors are starting to look at if we want to get into the real financial weeds and so like i do understand where the business is coming from like hey we've got these issues the only thing i think is that they have to raise prices right like wouldn't that fix this put it put it back on the consumer like okay if you want the writers to be paid more then like netflix is now 20 a month instead of 15. well then they better start making yeah that would work if they had good content to yeah. keep people around for twenty dollars a month, but they That's don't. That's true. They're not doing that. No, I They're... wouldn't. I wouldn't for Netflix. I would do it for HBO. Right. And exactly. I would do it for HBO, like FX, as of the past six months. But maybe not HBO going forward. Who knows what they're going to get themselves into? They're they're deleting content. They're selling mm-hmm. off content. What is keeping me there? Like yeah, uh, it's you know. Like Netflix, there's no point. Like to see like one comedy special, and it's the bad ones. Yeah, exactly. Netflix, Shen Wang's is is uh, the like the best one that's been on there for. I have not seen it. You're telling me I have to watch that one? Okay. (laughs) That's. Um, I have I have a coworker that actually just saw him live and was like, not good. And I was like, I don't trust your taste in comedy (laughs) at all. So that probably means I should check him out. It's a great special. Uh, Um. Yeah, and and you know even the, and if you're not making millions of dollars for your comedy specials, then you're seemingly making no dollars, which is unfortunate. It's yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, nobody makes money in comedy, but Unless nobody's you're ever it on your website. Nobody's ever made money in comedy. The only way to make money in comedy is to have a podcast. That's the sure. only one. It's and it's so difficult i promise i'm making no money off of this podcast but like if you want to be in comedy you either have to go into acting or podcasting or something and it's right so hard to do um but the yeah it is it's a weird point where i think you're right people are just kind of looking around and going like none of these economics work for anybody like how is everyone mad at what's happening the only people that aren't mad which Netflix kind of made the first step to doing this are the consumers where it's like, Oh, I can pay a hundred dollars a month for every streaming service and get every show and movie that's ever been made ever. That is the bet. Cable packages are 200 a month. Yeah. But now you're telling me I get everything for a hundred. Like that's an incredible deal for the consumer. And I'm just like, man, I don't see that lasting very long. And then you know what happened? Netflix is like, cool. You can't share anymore because we need the money to make more crappy Chappelle specials. Yeah. They're not giving you what you want. They're giving you what they're offering. The algorithm says I want. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, yeah. (laughs) The algorithm's wrong. I don't want any of that shit. But at the end of the day, even going back to like a car, you know, factory or some shit like that, like, 
you get to make the car if you can pay for the nuts and fucking bolts. And if you can't yeah. pay for the writers and the actors and directors and the rest of the crew, you don't get the content. And if you can't have the content, good luck charging people more than $5 a month for your shitty yeah. content. Go make more Love is Blind. Like, seriously, if, if Netflix wants to be that company, yeah. get out of the AMPTP. Go make your fucking garbage. Like, and move on yeah like, whatever mark ruffalo was tweeting uh a couple he days loves ago doing that shit yeah. he, he's a big tweeter can't yeah. stop <laughs> did you did you see the one that i'm about to talk about where he was talking about potentially creating like a another studio that where the writers and actors and directors would all get shares like what i was saying where like it's it's run by the writers it's run by the actors they all not necessarily have an equal part like i don't think he would ever be mm. like brad pitt should make as much money as Corey, who did a fucking commercial but like something where uh creating another studio to be competitive with that did you see that tweet that sounds like a fun antitrust I was, uh or you know um some sort of like okay Go do you ahead, think it could ever work? No, is the no. question. No. That's because that's the feeling I got. Go but I was to, like, well, I'm not in it. No, so absolutely not. It, it would just go back to the old like studio systems, and that you can't. No, where like one person works for one studio and you just pump out content. Like, yeah, that's that's the shitty deals that you know Amazon and them are trying to get out of with firing, you know the wire creator and you know oh. flea bag like that type of yeah. shit. so it's like there's already that kind of stuff i don't know it's no I, I think that's i think the best thing that he said was um that bigger stars just need to get into more indie filmmaking because uh, oh, that's where there's more control sure that's where if you can do everything yourself you can set the price for your film you can create some sort of like bidding thing yeah it's more difficult because you you know you don't have the assets to be able to pay the crew necessarily full rates and stuff like that like they're still getting like living wages but it's not yeah you know it's hard to have unions and bigger unions involved in that without having bigger budgets so the the issue because this is the second time you brought up the like no we needed to be doing more stuff by ourselves, mm -hmm. and the pushback i would have on this i don't think you're wrong I, I I agree with you. I think more people do need to be doing this, but I have seen it in stand-up where when you do have, where it's very individualistic, uh, you have a lot of situations where the only people that can succeed are the Nepo babies of incredibly rich people. Because... You're talking I, about the show Hacks. Uh, I'm joking. But, I, yeah. I love that show. I don't know oh, so any... Uh, but G-Smart is great. You don't like that? Okay. Yeah. I more mean like uh, there's comedy clubs. The biggest the biggest musicians, the biggest stand-ups, um, you know, you've got your ones. You know, Dave Chappelle didn't grow up rich. The, the true geniuses are going to figure out their way through. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the, the people that are just kind of making it in comedy now, they're the ones who's parents are paying their rent and they're telling them no you go live your dream like we'll take care of all this stuff and it's rare that i uh, have a day job and 
still do as much comedy as I do because a lot of people, they just, it's, it just doesn't work for most people. I'm very lucky that like my family hasn't had a super, uh, tragic incident and I've had to go home like that sort of, that sort of thing. And so that's, that's a little bit what I'm worried about with this, uh, with the super individualistic mentality is you might lose those people that might have figured out their way through the system that are very good but without the system they wouldn't have been able to make what they were going to make well i think if you're just going out there and and making stuff like whatever you're doing grabbing camera and writing something and and going out and doing it with friends yeah like the the people who have the money money are going to be able to make a nicer more polished thing yeah um but it's not going to be good Mm. so like I, I think I think the comforting thing is that I would imagine for every stand-up comedian whose parents are footing the bill for everything, there are probably, you know, three to four times that of the comedians that are, that's actually happening to, but it's a bad investment by the parent, and we can at least sure. enjoy that fact. Well, like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You know, for every <laughs> money well spent, spent there's yeah. money not well spent. So uh, I would the number on the other side has to be way fucking higher way so higher yes there's always sure. gonna be that so yeah. the only thing that is I'll just possible <laughs> for <laughs> i won't succeed but i'll have the schadenfreude <laughs> yeah exactly of, yeah. Uh, knowing that a lot of parents are very disappointed Dude, in these it's people. awesome yeah fuck that <laughs> yeah that's great you can and that is very clear like yeah you know I'm not going to name any names, but I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of names. Um, yeah. I mean, with like music, Taylor Swift, super rich, Ariana Grande, super rich. And but uh, it, what's really you know. fucking cool is and I they're not the best, heard but they one do Aria make, Grande, but they Ariana make Grande the most song. money. That's the problem. That's the problem because otherwise you get a lot of people like a, a lot of our friends who are very funny and they have no money. And they're like, ah, fuck, I got to go bartend or I can't do this show. I got this other thing. And it's, and like, it's keeping them funny. It is. Ke- that is a good point, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> well, like they would disagree. They're like, I could be funny without this job. Why but, did Chris Rock's last special yeah. suck? Because he oh. cannot relate to anyone. He right. has not struggled. His nobody's, struggle was getting nobody's hit told him in the face. No, nobody's told him yeah. something was bad no. in the last... 35 years except for will smith i wish he and had that's the to only reason read. people watch that special oh and that was the only funny thing chris rock has said yeah in 20 years right was what he said about will smith's wife and he got hit for it yeah and you know no so i think you know i think the struggle is the important part and mm-hmm. i think there's always going to be people that get to do things that you or i don't get to do because we have to i don't know I was going to say, you Live saying the struggle, the struggle is the important part. I think context is uh, key here. You are not some super rich director no. that's like doing the, it's no, no, like no. you're, you're in the struggle and saying that I yeah. hate it when actors are like, nope, you just got to struggle for 20, 30 years. It's like, bro, you booked your first movie a year and a half. You didn't struggle. No. Like you didn't struggle at all. This is no. like, like Matt Damon talking about the struggle. I was like, what are you 19 when you've made Goodwill hunting? Fuck off. He's. I don't think he said that, but if he has, uh, he, he yeah. can fuck off. <laughs> I don't. I know nothing about him uh, except that I accidentally shoved him at a party once. But, oh, um, right. uh, yeah. No, I think that 
you know, it's it's obvious the people that, you know, and some some people are going to be decent, yeah, and have the means, and it's going to be fine, but so many of them will not. So I I think you can't you can't really continually do good shit if you're not struggling in some way, shape, or form. Sure. And eventually, I think struggle just kind of becomes a choice that you have to make. Otherwise, you're not gonna. It's not gonna make sense. You're just gonna. Your your audience is just the people that are you, and right. that's fucking boring. Well, it's the old like, why do all comedians have airplane bits? And it's like yeah. because it's the only part of their life that other people can relate to. Yeah, and that's it's that's why it works. And now like, oh, it's yeah comedy specifically acting not as much because they're not they're not writing it uh so you know an actor can have a great life but then play someone who's miserable comedians specifically you can't like it's cool to be rich now and it's really made the art form suffer and it's on on the one hand it sucks that like tom segura's new special is fucking awful uh i watched 10 minutes i was like this sucks and he's one of my favorites like his old albums on spotify i'm like these are fucking hilarious he's one of the funniest people alive i also think on the other hand it's a good thing because comedy's eating itself and that's what comedy always does there's always someone coming up behind you i think you know i think it's difficult especially uh you know If you're out there, he has what, like how many podcasts and he's just out there talking yeah. all the time. Like eventually, no, I don't want to hear what the fuck he has to say. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't, nobody has that much yeah, to say. I'm not talking about him specifically, but I think like anybody. on a long enough timeline, like that's why I don't listen to podcasts mm. Yeah, at all. I don't like, I do, I like listen to new stuff and like, I don't, I barely watch a movie. Like, I think it's just like, like going and doing stuff and like kind of, you know, having a little bubble and and going making weird shit i think is the only way to really like get out and and be able to to make something i think i think stand-up is awesome in the sense that like comedians get that direct feedback that immediate feedback constantly yeah. um not and, getting it is terrifying yeah exactly Could you imagine exactly. if i spent two years on a movie and then everyone fucking hated it yeah i would kill myself oh, dude, i would we'll so see. much people are like how do you get up what if what happens if someone doesn't like the joke it's like then i know immediately yeah, yeah, and yeah. i move on and then i like, hop on a train and try something else yeah i spent 45 seconds on something and they didn't like it oh no what's the bet i spent two years on something and they didn't like it fuck yeah. me dude no i think you know that's the important part about just getting reps in in any way shape or form and that's yeah. like you know well you're a real artist uh is is what it sounds like no i <laughs> there's no such thing as a real it's just doing what you can do so yeah. um you know and that's you know like i don't need to see a quentin tarantino movie ever again cause, oh okay because what is he's not bringing anything new he's not like changing he's not evolving Fair. but like it's the same thing with like I thought Chappelle's last few were fine, but like, mm. it's like, but there's nothing new. There's nothing yeah. interesting. There's no growth. There's no, yep. you know, and there's overgrowth in the, the Chris rock of like, all right, like, I don't even know what yeah. the fuck you're talking about anymore. So yeah. Yeah. Just well, staying true, you know? Okay. I like that. I, I like that. We got eight <laughs> minutes left. Where, oh, where do you think these strikes end? 
Like, how long are they going to be going? What do you think is going to happen with the negotiating? Like, I I truly have no idea. And I don't know if you have any idea either. I don't know if anyone does. Um, I famously, uh, I've said it a couple of times on this podcast at the beginning of the pandemic in like March. My buddy was like, how long do you think this is going to last? I was like, ah, oh, probably May and then it'll be fine. So yeah. I'm so bad at predicting these things. But I think, I think just from a negotiation standpoint, they're going to look for a way to make it seem like they won a little bit because they're also... The studios are. Yeah. Okay. They have shareholders. Yeah. Uh, so they have to make it seem like they didn't shit the bed completely, which they have so far. So far. So uh, they need to find like, oh, like they asked for 11% raise and we gave them eight or right. some shit like that. Like, oh, but they have to, they're going to have to start sharing the numbers. They're going to have to figure out a way to do that. That is, you know, that actually makes it seem like they're trustworthy. So, um, when will it end when they have lost enough money to mm. realize that they could make it very easy and they could just say like, okay, we're, but they're probably well, not going to do that. The, they're licking their wounds cause they're just children. It's like, yeah. they're, they're not very, um, they're not serious people. <laughs> Thanks Brian uh, Cox. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, 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 it's, it's just, yeah, they're not, they're a mess. They are, I mean, they, they are talking like we're just going to wait out the actors and writers and they'll, you know, we'll starve them out, essentially is what they're saying. They're they're kind of treating this like a siege. Do you think it actually ever gets to that point? I feel like actors and writers, you know, it's, there are funds for them, right? There's funds like, for them and also they're not beholden to shareholders. I think at the end of the, at the, end of the day, when things start tanking, they're gonna have no choice, so it's okay. a it's a it's a game of attrition. But you know the government can step in and give aid to to workers. The government well, they yeah. could step in and they give could aid step in to, and give give aid to the. But regardless, if if it gets it past the finish line, they've stepped in and bailed out shittier companies. Uh, yeah. So well, like they did with the railroads. Like yeah. they stepped in and the government essentially was like, nah, we're on the side of the railroad companies. It's like, dude, come on, man. Like all they wanted was two extra sick days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The hypocrisy. I'm sounding like a real liberal this episode. Well, but, I mean, uh, you know, those workers didn't have Instagram and Facebook yeah. and they're not, they don't have 2 million followers and they, they don't have, they have it, but they don't have the media savvy. They don't have what you they don't have the following. Right. You're right. Yeah. The, this is the wrong. Well, the teamsters not delivering packages will also be very high visibility. Cause people are going to be like, what the sure, fuck? Of course. But also, like teamsters are very vocal and they oh, yeah. have great leadership. Like, yeah. But the actors being able to communicate this, I mean, this could be the start of a, a lot of unions just like hey man if they're doing it and it's working like let's go no, for it if this is where like, teachers uh, uh we should starbucks employees kill the uh police unions but uh <laughs> beyond that the fire you know, department union can stay uh we'll see <laughs> well, think of all the cats that'll be stuck in trees if we if the firefighters go on strike yeah. just so many cats all right, what am I? What am I missing? What did I not ask you about before we wrap up here? Oh, I don't know. Just, just how your you how know. your day's going? Just <laughs> uh, no, it's like go out, 
grab a sign, walk in circles. Pick it. It's fun. Yeah. Say hello to Susan Sarandon. Don't take fucking pictures of people. It's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. That's it's, a good point. Uh, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Bring us water. Bring us mm. snacks. Sure. Drugs. Whatever. <laughs> like, you know, it's a nice time. Yeah. How many? Okay. Yeah, you know what? Great place to wrap up. I appreciate that. There are like funds and stuff you could donate to, to yeah. like. Do you know any of those off the top of your Fuck head? No, no, no. no. Right. But if you go to, I'll uh, Google one and then put it in the show notes. There's a uh, there's a WGA strike website and also okay. a SAG strike website. Okay. And they have links to all of the picketing information and then all of the, um, you know, good people donate shit. Great. Thing. Where can people find you? Where can they go watch uh, your stuff? Because you've got that you've got scratch with Carmen. That's coming out. We're doing like a festival thing, so that'll come out like at the end of the year. Okay, I still haven't seen it. I'm very excited I'll send it to, to you. Uh, at the end or at the beginning of next month, I have Clam Shack Blues coming out with uh, insane, grumpy, loud Boston comedian Lenny Clark. Okay. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, otherwise it's the Matt Ott dot com okay you got stuff on vimeo youtube like yeah, that's yeah. where they can find it great got stuff for asl folks awesome <laughs> if you're <laughs> reading this podcast great uh, yeah that's what people do they just turn on they <laughs> yeah. go to the youtube they turn on the subtitles and they mute it they can't stand my voice yeah yeah, yeah. uh but they love the content yeah That'd exactly wild <laughs> all people. right <laughs> follow me at Corey t comedy on all social media and come to ope a comedy show every single week at Ferns in the East Village of New York City. I walk by um, it looks nice. It's a great restaurant. Honest, even if you're not there on a show night, go in there to eat. It's it's great. You're not a comic, so but eventually we'll get you in the audience of the show. <laughs> you flaked Someday. on me one time, so I'm going to get you. Uh, this was great. Thank you for stopping by. We'll do it again the next time Thank a you. strike happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs>